Coromandel's declared a state of emergency is facing a massive clean-up with a severely compromised roading network including main routes, State Highway 25 and 25A. Emergency Management Minister Kieran McAnulty visited the district yesterday, but he's declined Checkpoint's interview request. Coromandel MP National Scott Simpson is on the peninsula and joins us now. Kia ora, Scott. How's the community faring? Hi, Lisa. Look, it's been a very long week. I'm just thinking back to Friday a week ago when it was raining so heavily in Auckland and across our region. And boy, what a... What a, a battle and a, a series of dramas we've had since then here on the Coromandel. So, look, the community is, I think, uh, coping as well as can be expected under the circumstances, as they say. We are not unused to heavy weather events here in the Coromandel, but this one has been out of the bag and it's really testing and stressful for so many of our people. Uh, Scott, uh, not unsurprising, we're having a few problems with your line, so I'm just wondering if I can get you to move around um, a yep. little bit to see if we can get a, a bit of a better? clearer connection. Yeah. So this was supposed to be the salvation summer, right? Last couple have been really taxing in terms of COVID, but this is a total washout. Are you lobbying government on behalf of business for some kind of support package? Yeah, absolutely. We had Karen McInerty, the Minister for Emergency Management, here in the Coromandel yesterday. And both the Mayor, Len Salt, and myself put a very strong case for support for our local community to get things done fast. We really do need that uh, main arterial highway opened as fast as we can. That's We all understand and accept it's going to be a long job. For our business people, it's really, really hard. They've had a couple of summers where uh, COVID restrictions have meant they've either been not able to uh, enjoy the more summer peak uh, revenue season, uh, and then of course season they were expecting to try and recoup some of that, and that hasn't happened either. So many of our local business people are, are under enormous um, business pressure, uh, and that's likely to continue. Um, it's one of the interesting things about uh, business on Scott, the Coromandel. Scott, still having... So apologies. I really apologise for interrupting you again. We're still having a few problems with your phone, so I'm just going to ask you, I don't know, maybe... I'm pace, keeping you moving. Keep maybe, maybe keep moving. Yeah. So in terms of that lobbying, like you've mentioned the road there, I'm I'm asking you about direct support to businesses, direct support, like some kind of payout um, or or cash support to businesses. Are you asking for that? Do you think it will be necessary? Can businesses survive? Uh, there will be some businesses that probably won't survive. Um, I haven't uh, had a, an opportunity to have a complete assessment yet, but there will be some who are very, very stressed uh, financially. Look, I have been asking the Minister for financial support. He wasn't able to commit to any yesterday, but he has at least gone away and said, yeah, I, I will put it to my colleagues and see what we can do. So uh, it wasn't an outright no, but it certainly wasn't a green light yes either. You're in a good spot, so don't move. Uh, are people comparing this to, in some ways, the, the COVID lockdown? Because you are, well, largely cut off. Well, yes. Uh, at the moment, there's really only one route onto the Coromandel Peninsula, and that's a very long way for people north of the, the peninsula. They have to go through uh, Pairo, Waihi, through to Whangamataa and then north. And that road itself is potentially slip prone too. So yeah, um, this weekend could be challenging. That's why the Mayor has declared a, a, a local uh, uh, emergency declaration uh, and the state of emergency enables uh, those isolated communities to receive the support that they may need uh, if the weather gets worse or there are more slips.
Yeah, so where does this leave you with, with the sort of detour and the long way round? Not necessarily the greatest for trucks, and you need supplies in and out, groceries, the basics, and all the rest of it. Where does it leave you? Well, those are all the questions that uh, immediately come to mind. My my first concern is for people's um, well-being and their health and safety. Um, we have uh, an older age demographic in the Coromandel, and the need for access to health uh, services and facilities is paramount in my mind. And then comes the need for the provision of food, fuel, uh, and other services. Now, those heavy vehicles need to travel over uh, some pretty narrow, windy roads uh, with a lot of one-way bridges uh, as they go past. Nobody really wants to discuss this, but it's a conversation we're going to have to need, need to have. So are there some parts of the Coromandel that simply should not be rebuilt and it's time to retreat from them? Well, the Thames Coromandel District Council, to their credit, has for a number of years now been very careful and cautious about granting consents uh, for coastal properties, uh, and they've been doing that for a long time. But look, this is a wider conversation, not just for our region, but for the whole country. The Coromandel electorate has one of the longest coastlines of any electorate in the country, uh, and we have much private property, but also an enormous amount of public asset infrastructure at uh, coastal level, people who know the coast road around the peninsula will know that much of it is not much above high tide at the best of times, let alone in a storm situation. So who pays for that then? Well, those are very big questions that are yet to be answered and uh, there are no uh, happy answers about who pays. The questions are, are going to be addressed, we're told, by the current government and their climate adaptation piece of legislation. We haven't seen that yet. But that will be a piece of legislation that seeks to uh, answer the questions you're asking. So, Scott, just on 25A, right, that is a massively compromised road. I mean, you've got a basically, I don't know, it's a, it's a gaping canyon there at the moment. How long can you survive without that road? You know, because some roads in Kaikoura were like 14 months to fix. Is that acceptable yeah. if you're facing the same? Look, I'm not a roading expert uh, uh, or an engineer. It, it would be um, impossible for me to offer any kind of uh, informed opinion as to how long that might take. All I know is that when I was up there yesterday, uh, 70 metres of the road had disappeared between the previous 24 hours. It was a moving feast, literally. The land is still moving. Uh, and until it actually settles down a bit, I don't think even the expert engineers are going to be able to put any kind of time frame around that. But we will be asking NZTA and their officials and their advisors to give us their best estimates about their plan for remediation, how long they think it's going to take and when we can get back to some normality. Those extra long roads around the peninsula just add cost and time to everything that comes in and out of the peninsula. Ultimately, yeah. we all pay for that. Kia ora for your time. That is Scott Simpson, who's the Coromandel MP, National MP there.